0: And welcome to Fraud uh, Busting Neofraus podcast. It is the only podcast for female fraud professionals and their allies who want to stay on top of the fraud awareness spectrum in order to thrive professionally while maximizing their happiness and having the courage to create the life they love. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome to uh, the podcast, uh, Neoprowse. I'm Olga, and I'll be your host today. Um, Today, we've got a guest, uh, Amy Fuentes. Um, She's a speaker, an author, and a coach. Uh, But without further ado, I'd like to give her the floor to briefly introduce uh, herself to the audience. Hi, Amy. Uh, It's my pleasure to have you today. Hey Olga
1: thanks so much for having me.
0: Uh, absolutely my pleasure Amy um Amy uh, could you um uh share with the audience you know about uh who you are and what you do.
1: Well my name is Amy Fuentes and I as she said I'm a transformational public speaker mindfulness coach author inventor I wear a lot of hats and what I do is I help Women primarily, but people and businesses get unstuck by changing their mindset and their perspective.
0: Uh, Thanks so much, uh, Amy, for this um, wonderful introduction. It's definitely uh, really, really interesting, um, you know, to hear more about what what you do and uh, the ways how you uh, help through your uh, expertise. But let me uh, dive into my first question I'd like to ask you. What are your... Uh-huh. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> what are the ways that you would recommend um, you know, for the audience uh to uh go by in order to get in stuck?
1: Well, you know, getting stuck is an awful situation to be in, right? And we've all experienced it. Whether we're stuck in a relationship or stuck with our health or stuck in our career or even stuck with our finances, right? We're in a situation where we just keep repeating the same motions and can't seem to get out of it. And the biggest deterrent for moving through stuckness, there's a lot. But the biggest one that I'd like to talk about today for your listeners is that around fear, And so many people all going to feel like fear is the fear of the worst. And many times it is. But some people are actually fearful of the best outcome, right? Fear, what I like to call fear is if you look at the letters F-E-A-R, I say they stand for forever empowering another reality, a reality that hasn't quite happened yet. But we get so engrossed in what might happen. And when we do that, we get so engrossed in the worst case scenario of what will happen that we, we think, you know what? It's, even though I don't like where I am, I'm, I know where I am and I know how to manage where I am and where I could go is scary and unknown and, and could blow up in my face. And, and so I'd rather just sit in my comfortableness and stay where I might not be very happy. And so moving beyond stuckness really takes a moment to look at what's keeping you stuck. And many times it's fear, either fear of the worst case scenario, and sometimes it's the fear of the best case. What happens if this all works out? You know, when I first started um, in business, and and even now I kind of catch myself sometimes I don't take advantage of a certain opportunity in the beginning because I was so fearful of what happens if this really works. And then I have more clients than I can handle. And I and I have to, I don't want to turn people away, but I also don't want to work hundred hours a week and and I don't want to have to, you know, I want to be on social, but I'm fearful of being on social because they all talk about how much time it takes and it's a rabbit hole. And what happens if it doesn't? What happens if you can be on social? What happens if you can have clients come and be able to manage it, be able to grow at a comfortable pace to be able to handle the the people that need your assistance? And so both sides of fear, whether it's, oh, my gosh, something good is going to happen that I can't handle or, oh, my gosh, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fall on my face. I'm going to be an embarrassment. Either side of that equation is what keeps us stuck.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, well, uh, thanks so much, Amy, for uh, this uh, detailed um, explanation and in, uh, your insights. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, can um, benefit from uh, everything you just explained. Um, I'd like to ask my second question, touching on specifically uh, situations of um, operating on so-called autopilot. Um, oh survivor yes
1: you know so many of us we get stuck in that everyday routine do you get that 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 way Olga because I know that every so often I get stuck in that routine which is nice and comforting right we know where we're going but how many times have you gone in the car to wherever whether it's to work or to the grocery store and then you get there and you're like oh my gosh I don't even remember, did I stop at the stoplight? You know, because we're thinking about all these things. We're so automatically programmed to go throughout our days um, on autopilot. We get up on the same side of the bed. We, We walk into the bathroom. Those of you who go to the bathroom first, or some of you brush your teeth first. But either way, you go through the same motions every day. You brush your teeth the same way, whether you're doing it up and down or circular or back and forth, you you do it the same exact way. Then you come downstairs almost in zombie mode, some of us, right? Because we're not quite awake. And we're going for that coffee or that tea. And um, if you've got children, you're hustling them to get out the door and you run and you sit in traffic and you have this hectic interaction at work or what you're doing throughout your day and all the different interactions that you encounter. And then you get in the car and for me, I will tell you that, Rush hour around Northern Virginia is abominable, and so you end up sitting in traffic. And you know, again, I'm, I'm making calls. Thank goodness we have hands free, and you can have Siri go ahead and you know make those calls for you or make those text messages. And I'm working as I'm I'm as I'm driving basically, right? And I'm on autopilot the whole way. Then you get home. What do we do when we get home? We quickly go to the bathroom, most of us, and then we start dinner. And if you have children, you're working through how was your day and what do you need help with, with homework and and I'm exhausted, but it's the same thing. It's like Groundhog Day where it does it over and over and over again. And there's no change. Even on the weekends, our weekends are pretty much the same. And so maybe not the same as the weekdays, but every weekend is very similar. And so we get into this habit loop or this routine where we are like zombies. We are not doing anything different than what we normally do. Um, some people every Friday, that's happy hour. They're either going to a, to a bar or they're having people over. They're sitting around a campfire or out on their deck with a beverage every day, every weekend, every week, month, year. It's the same And it's not until we one day wake up and we realize that we have been on this hamster wheel of doing the same thing the same day. And now we're sitting there thinking, how much time have I wasted? Because it's not that you don't want a schedule or a routine. It's when you're not even aware you're doing it, right? You're going through it without consciously making the decisions. Today, I'm going to work out. Today, I'm going to go to work in a different way so I can see a different part of my my area where I live. Today, I'm going to brush my teeth with the other hand. Today, I'm going to look at the mirror and really look in the mirror. How many of you, you included Olga, how many of you look in the mirror and you don't really look at yourself? Or if you do, you pick yourself apart. Okay, if you can't see me, I'm raising my hand. (laughs) I'm raising my hand, right? I'll go, we're raising yes, our hand. Yeah, we
0: are. we are, yeah. Yeah, we're raising our hands
1: because we look at it like, hey, well, what if we decide tomorrow, if you have, if you're like later on in your day, you haven't started your day yet, you're not in bed listening to this, but tomorrow you get up and you decide that you're going to get up on the other side of the bed. Instead of walking to the bathroom, you're going to skip. Instead of brushing your teeth with your right hand, you're going to do it with your left. Instead of going up and down, you're going to go back and forth and you're going to really look in the mirror and look at the color of your eyes. Not at the wrinkles around your eyes. You're going to look at your eyes and you're going to see how incredibly beautiful they are. And you're going to be grateful that your eyes can actually see. And you're going to be able to become more aware of your daily activities instead of going through them on autopilot. And that way, when you get to the end of your life, when you look back, you don't regret the time that you spent here on the planet because you've done so aware of the things that you're doing and the decisions that you're making.
0: Um, Thank you so much, Amy. That was uh, definitely a wonderful perspective. um, And I hope a lot of uh, listeners can, um, you know, benefit and try to apply some of the strategies um, that you, uh, you know, went over. Uh, Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. I'd like like to ask another question um, that is a little bit more general, but still on the same topic. uh, And that is what kind of, Uh, again, recipes, um, could you uh, provide overall for having a happy life and most of all setting this um, right or so to say, correct mindset in order to have a happy life?
1: Well, I'm, I'm a firm believer in gratitude. And so let me tell you a couple of tricks or hacks or things that I do every single day to operate from a more positive mindset. Now, look, you guys, we can't always have the best situations, but we can always make the best of our situations, right? That is a frame of mind. When we focus on what's good in the situation that might not be so good, we can at least change our mindset and our perspective, because wallowing in the worst is not getting us anywhere. It's getting us more bad, worse times. So focusing on what's good in each situation, even if you have to really struggle to find it, there's always gonna be something good in there that can come out of it. Because look, there are times that we have really hardships in our lives, right? Uh, I'm one of them. I had a really hard uh, financial situation. I've had a really difficult health situation. And when we're going through those things, I'll, I'll give you the example of the financial situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we were given a curveball and literally overnight, our income was cut in half mm-hmm. right after we bought our dream home mm-hmm. and moved in with our dogs and our children. Our children were little at that point And I was a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and we were given this curveball and we didn't have a clue on how we were going to make things work on half the income that my husband was bringing in. And I spent a lot of days, a lot of weeks crying, you know, that whole um, image in your head, if you can picture, you know, when you sit on the floor with a bucket of ice cream and a spoon in the other hand, and you're just eating directly out of the container, thinking that that's going to make all your problems go away. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm here to tell you, you know, this. You know, this will go, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make your problems go away. Mm -hmm. And when we decide that enough is enough, when we make that decision and we put our foot down, we can then make decisions to get ourselves moving out of it um and see when we look back now many years later because of that situation I implemented a lot of things I did a lot of things differently than I did before that financial disaster I learned how to manage my money better and I made it my mission to teach my kids a better way than I was taught and now fast forward 20 years and my kids have a much better relationship with money They actually have this thing called an emergency fund, which in my 20s, I certainly didn't. I didn't have in my 30s. And so they have a much better grasp because of that catastrophe that I went through over 20 years ago. So what good was there in that awfulness? The good was that I taught my kids a better way. The good was that I became aware. I woke up. I stopped going through the motions of that zombiehood and autopilot and became aware of where my money was going and gave every penny a jump to do. And so I came out of it a much better person. And when we look back, we can see how that horrible situation was actually a benefit. And if we can shorten what's called what, what um Eric Edmeads calls a hindsight window, when you have the hindsight to be able to look at an experience and see it for the benefit, when we can shorten that window, then we can get moving along so much quicker and lead a life that we love. But I want to also give your listeners some real solid strategies mm-hmm. not just oh well find the silver lining in this because sometimes that's difficult to do and so i want to give them some i want to give your your listeners some daily things that i do every single day two of which i want to share the first thing that i do every day is i before i even get out of bed as i'm getting that sand you know rubbing that sand out of your eyes i'm rubbing my eyes for those of you who can't see rubbing the sand out of my eyes, before I even open them, I list at least one and attempt to list three things that I am so very grateful for. Now, for those of you who have a gratitude practice, do you have a gratitude practice, Olga? Yeah, I do. Okay. So some people have a gratitude practice and they're like, well, you know, like I say, I'm grateful for different things, you know, that are in my life. And, and, and yet I don't really feel any different. And for those who might not feel like they have anything to be grateful for, maybe you're in a season that's not very good. Um, There's always, like I said, there's always something good in every situation. Find the one thing that you can be grateful for. And when I'm struggling to do this, my fallback is always what my grandfather would say. When I would ask my grandpa, you know, are you having a good day? He said, every day that I wake up on this side of the grass is a good day because mm-hmm. he's not dead and buried. Mm-hmm. So being grateful that you woke up today is a gratitude. Um, being grateful that you can see the the beauty and the people that you love around you is something to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, you guys, we just came through a really horrific bunch of years with COVID and being grateful that you can breathe on your own is something to be grateful for. So even if you don't have the money, even if you don't have the body, even if you don't have the health, even if you don't have the relationship, even if you don't have that thing that you want, there's always something, something that you can be grateful for. And if you can get to the point of actually feeling that, And here's how I do it. This is the secret sauce. This is what people don't tell you about gratitude. And that is when you're grateful for something, just saying, I'm grateful for my eyesight. I'm grateful that I got up this morning. Isn't really feeling it. So what I do is I feel what it would feel like to not have it. What would it feel like if I, York, no. No. Hold on one second. Come. You are come. I have somebody coming up my driveway. Remind me where I left off and I will pick up right there. Um, hang on.
0: No worries, Amy. No worries. Uh, we're gonna give you a minute. I can't um, talk right now. Can't talk. Definitely. Um, the conversation is um important okay. to us. All right, I'm back.
1: Okay, so I think I was speaking about, um, remind me, Olga, it was, oh, feeling, feeling the gratitude, right? So feeling what it would feel like if you didn't have it. If you could never see a sunrise, Mm -hmm. if you could never see the smile on your loved one's face, Mm -hmm. how sad would that make you? Feel that sadness, And now feel what it feels like on the fact that you don't have that. You don't have to feel that. You do not have to be that way. And that flood of emotion is gratitude, right? And so really feeling your gratitude practice is going to take it to a whole another level. And then when you end your day, end it with one thing that went right. Now, so often we go to sleep rehashing all the things that went wrong, right? Oh, I said the wrong thing. Oh, if only I had done this better. Oh, I can't believe I posted that. And ah, oh, whatever it is. And we beat ourselves up and we replay it and rehash it. And instead, go to sleep. And right before you nod off, think of one thing that went right. Maybe it was that you remembered to get gas in your car. Maybe it was the fact that you had food to make dinner and you actually put something together that was pretty appetizing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the fact that you have, you know, the one thing that went right today is you got a shower. I tell you, some days I'm so wound up with things that I'm doing that I don't have time to get a shower. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that went right, maybe that I got a shower or I got into what I call real clothes and not workout clothes. So being grateful in the morning and finding the one thing that went right really helps you set, really helps set you up for a positive mindset, a positive outlook, and to have a life that you absolutely love.
0: Um, Thank you, Amy, so much. This was a wonderful sentence to end our conversation today. I, I love the way how you said it. Um, And I also hope that our audience will enjoy listening uh, to the uh, details of your um, speech today and uh, try to implement at least uh, some of it into their lives uh, to feel the difference and uh, try and live a happier life. Uh, Thank you one more time. And everyone, thanks for listening to our episode today. Stay healthy and happy. Uh, Bye-bye.